I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And this this is That Other F Word. Dress code violation. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I sing every time. Um, (laughs) It's because I'm really, so it's a subject that I'm mad about and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about dress codes today, um, mostly in schools, but because it's recently happened to me at work. um, I'm I'm particularly chippy about it. (laughs) And so that's what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. And so I, um, we are big fans of teachers here, or I will speak for myself and say I'm a generally a big fan of teachers. Oh, I'm a big fan. My sister-in-law is a teacher and my best friend's a teacher and they've both been teachers for well over 10 years and I love them very much. Absolutely. And so I had this teacher in high school. His name was Matt McWhorter. I took three classes from him, like everything he taught I took, um, cause I thought he was amazing and he would share these life lessons. And one of the life lessons was there are four kinds of people in the world. There are people who know what they know, which is a very good kind of person to be. There are people who know what they don't know, um, which are people who, who can say like, oh, I see this knowledge over here that I don't have. Um, and ho- ideally, they try to get Learn some it. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who don't know what they know, and these are people that undervalue their knowledge, which is not great. And then there are people who don't know what they don't know, and that is the absolute worst kind of person to be and who we are going we to... We don't want to be. We are going to avoid <laughs> being that person today. And so my family is also chock full of educators. And so uh, luckily, we have my Aunt Terry here with us today. Hello. <laughs> Aunt Terry. So we're super excited about. Um, so we'll get into her background as an educator, but first we have... Our fancy guest questions. Oh, oh, now you can sing? I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. Full disclosure, we already recorded almost this entire episode. And so if we sound a little downcast, it's because um, we are. We're so. not, no, we're not downcast. We're going to do it better. This is going to be better than the last one, but we had a, a technical issue. It happens sometimes. Um, so if anybody like wants to give us money to make our stuff better... <laughs> Um, we'll take it. Um, we but take that's money. What, we take sponsorships, ads, yeah, whatever you whatever, want. Because I mean, like, that's what happens when you have a little tiny studio and you're just doing the best you can with a whole bunch of volunteers. Um, yeah. And it, so our computer died 45 minutes in. We'll get Mitch back in here later, but yeah. he was like, I'm not doing this with you people again. And so <laughs> He goes, I already have my questions. I already want to talk about this stuff. Plus, he was kind of a problem last time. I know. It's very distracting. So, um, now we can get rid of him. It and, was the longest guest question segment in history because he kept interrupting and yeah. being judgmental. Yeah, so I think not, actually, not to Aunt Terry, um, but to but me, to, yeah. <laughs> he's a problem. Um, and so, yeah, I think this one will be a That's lot right. better. Actually. I don't know if you saw this, but after he was being all critical, he signed "I love you" over the table at me. Aww. and I said, "I know." He's so sweet and tender, but he, he did it he silently, is, but so he, you all wouldn't know. Well, of course, he can't. I mean, he can't let us know he loves us not for real unless no. he's drunk. He does. He does text us sometimes when he's had a few, and he's like. I, it's so hard to make friends as adults. And like, I just can't believe how fast we've become friends. And I love you guys. And (laughs) And then I sing with the three best friends. It's just, we can't. And there's no danger of him being mad and not doing it again. No. Because we're sharing this now because he only does it when he's had a few drinks. So, it's all good. I mean, we're we're fine. So, (laughs) So anyway, we will do our uninterrupted version of guest questions, which is perfect. So, so number one, Aunt Terry, are you a feminist? Define it. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where I went off the rails with Mitch. So the reason we do this podcast is because we think the word feminism has been grossly misused. 
Um, most people think that it's about hating men, which obviously we don't. Um, so feminism to us is just about equality. It's just you don't have different rights, you don't have different opportunities because you're one gender or the other. And you don't treat people differently because they're one gender or the other. So given that definition... I agree with that. Yeah. So given that definition, you are... A feminist? Yes. <laughs> but also, you don't, have, you don't have to say you're right. a feminist. Not everybody... Shane says he's, quote, team human. Yeah, I like, I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> he'll be happy to hear so. Yeah. Um, so um, you want to take a... Sure. Away what do you two? think of... What do you think about feminism, Aunt Terry? Um, I think it's, by that definition, by the way I look at it, it's just a strong, just being a strong person and being a lifelong single person, um, middle child of six, had to fight for lots of things and independence and just a, just a strong person who I've, I have never thought of myself as less than, ever. Yeah. So, and... And I don't think of other people as less than. Yeah. So well, I will say, so I, I mentioned this it. in the first go round, but not this one. Um, aunt Terry, if, you, if you've if you listened to the Cupid's Boutique episode, was the aunt that I mentioned that uh, <laughs> we went to Vienna together with my mom. And while my mom was working, we she, she's my duber aunt who... Yay! <laughs> Her but, duber aunt. Yeah. But aunt Terry, aunt Terry was like the cool single aunt. And we would all go over and have sleepovers and watch movies and... Decorate cookies Get and whatever you wanted. Yes, my favorite. One of my favorite childhood memories is I was spending the night there, and she took me to the grocery store and said, "We'll eat whatever you want tonight. You pick it out." And I think I got—I don't know what else I got, but I remember specifically getting pickles and cherry Garcia ice cream. A whole pint, right? For you, <laughs> just for me. Such That's... a weird combination. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you're like eight, like you know what I mean, like yeah, or whatever age I was. I also, at five years old, peed all over Aunt Terry's couch, which is a oh. real bummer for everyone. That but was the first time. I think that was the first time you slept over. You were yeah, so I, excited. You had your yeah. little Barbie. I was overnight. probably younger than five. I think you were three. Okay. Because you, you had the pebbles. That's more respectable. You had I the pebbles. I feel hairdo. much better because if you were five, we were going to have a conversation. She was a late potty trainer. I was. I was and three. And she yeah. had just been potty trained, knocking on my door. I think she walked up by herself with her little Barbie bag, came into the apartment, <laughs> sat down on the couch and goes, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> Sounds very Ren-like, actually, yeah. which is the funniest yeah. thing Listen, I've ever heard. I do things in my own time, and I have Obviously. since I was a child. I didn't she was, yeah, yeah, you were fine. I did, too, but the opposite. I was, like, potty trained talking and walking by one because I needed to get Why? done. But, ironically, but, like, funny, I don't know. my birth was scheduled. And mine was and late. And you were late. That's so right. you live with that, Katrina Vargas. Um, <laughs> I will so also typical. say, throughout this episode, you will hear Katrina call my Aunt Terry, Aunt, Aunt Terry, Terry. This is that. not, do not be confused. Katrina and I are not related. No. <laughs> and Aunt just Terry's a, not my aunt. I just, no, Katrina's I just have a weirdo. Like, confianza. Like, I'm like, well, if she's your aunt, then she's my aunt. No, like, right? I don't want to just like, hey, Terry, like, do, whatever. Also, oh, but that's what, that's what regular adults would do, but, you know. But I, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to do that. It's weird. I mean. All right. I just, I'd rather that name. That's so much nicer of a name. Well, it's also like Like, what you think of. I also think of like, so, you know, that's a big deal for me. Being an aunt is a big deal for me. It's not a small deal. Yeah, I I really, really enjoy being a sister and an aunt. And Mm. so I know like a lot of people are like, well, that person has a name and all of that. I can tell you that my real name is very much secondary to sissy or aunt. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't care. I don't yeah. care if nobody ever says my name again. If my brother and my nieces only ever said aunt or sissy, I could have no more identity. <laughs> and I have no problem with yeah. that. And so anyway, it's a big deal. I like to be able to say aunt. I know what a big deal aunts are. And I know what a big deal Aunt Terry was to you. Yes. And so I feel like I don't want to take that honor from her. There you Aww. go. So, um, so Aunt Terry, continuing yes. with the guest questions, who do you think of when you think of feminism? Other than your world famous podcasting niece who has a feminist podcast. Oh yes, that was gonna be my first go. <laughs> <laughs> um well I grew up early early years in the sixties, came of came of age in the seventies, um when I was a kid, just you know, first grade, so forth. All women did mainly they were all in the home. And it was really rare for anybody's mom to be working. That would be just a strange thing. So when I became of age, I guess I turned uh, like 11 or so, uh, the 70s started. And then people, women were really, you know, the women's movement was a real big deal, women's liberation and all that. So uh, you just, that was part of my formative years. And I guess I would have to say Gloria Steinem maybe comes to mind. First. So when you think of feminism, you think like feminism classic. You think like yeah, first yeah, wave. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that I think, like you said, sometimes that has a has a negative connotation to it. it like, it's like a man hater thing, which I don't think of that at all. Right. And I don't think that's what initially it was started out to be either. It just was back then. It was about equal rights and equality, and and um, I think all the so called waves <laughs> yeah. have been connotated with man haters. Yeah, um, yeah. I also just hate even saying waves like right. it's like we are just feminists and it's just the way the movement has taken it's, but it's you know, so much it more is. dramatic at that time yeah and so when something is a dramatic change it does feel super aggressive and to some people equality feels like oppression that's all i'm gonna say oh it's just because the pool got bigger learn how to swim yeah. better <laughs> Learn how to swim better, boys. Okay, sorry. Um, not sorry. You going to ask the last question? Um, Aunt Terry. Honorary Aunt Terry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's the last thing you Googled? Um, well, honestly, it was because I couldn't get Stephen Colbert on on demand for an episode I wanted to see, so I Googled the Colbert show, late night, late show. Yes. Yeah. Is, is there a fun second one? <laughs> I mean, uh, Stephen Colbert's fun. I'm not trying yeah. to say it's not fair. amazing. I just always want to like... I want to hear something outlandish. I don't know. I, I guess just I Google a lot <laughs> word pronunciations and how to say things correctly because okay. that's a pet peeve of mine when people mispronounce or it, uh, grammar usage, even though I'm not perfect all the time, but I want to think that I am. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you needed any further proof that we were talking to an educator, yep. you just got one. I just yeah. love that you said, I mean, you're not perfect, but you want to strive for it. And yeah. that's fine. That's a That's a good thing. Yeah. Okay, so let's get and so the reason why obviously again we have Aunt Terry here is because she's worked as you know not only a school teacher but an an administration and so we think Aunt Terry you have a unique perspective that none of us in the studio possess. Um, we're not the only thing we we can ex, we can say from experience is that we were students right. who some of these dress codes applied to some of them didn't whatever so can i we didn't do this we didn't do this last time so i just real quick before we go into that i want to say so the only two times i remember dress code being an issue for me personally when i was in school in middle school i had oily hair one day so my mom recommended that i wear a bandana and i did and i got (laughs) (laughs) i got called to the office for because it was a gang sign 
that happened. I'm so of the people in this universe. I was very confused. How old were you? I was middle school. I was sixth grade, I think. What color was gang it? It was member- red. Of oh, course. you are on blood. Go. The bloods. <laughs> oh, gang member Rin of yeah. all of the scenarios <laughs> in the world that could be reasonable. Right. Okay. When all right. The other me. the other scenario oh, didn't actually happen to me. Oh although I'm sure there were other things that happened. I just don't remember. But we're going to talk a lot about how girls are primarily disadvantaged by dress codes. Mm-hmm. But in high school, I had a friend who wore a t-shirt, and this was a male. And he wore a T-shirt that was comparing Republicans uh, to Nazis, mm. which at the time we didn't know Nazis were actually going to make a, a, a real comeback. life comeback. Yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> right. But at the time, like, so that was deemed by the school administration as um, distracting and not appropriate for school. And I, as an adult, agree with that. At the time, felt like. Oh, the man. Well, but uh, he had to turn his T-shirt inside I, I'm, out. I'm actually fine. So I don't think any kind of um, aggressive statements of any kind or religious or um, political statements are appropriate in school. Right. Um, we can talk about them when we're in in, in our economics classes and our social classes, whatever. But it's not. That's not the time, right? But as, yeah. um, as Mitchy, it's subjective though, because as Mitch right. told us, he used to wear Jesus shirts, right? Which will surprise and, all of our listeners to uh, school like all the time, and that's what pisses me off. It's subjective, um, well, and so I got dress code. So you were talking about that. I got coded all the time. I was constantly in, and I get shocked to no one. I get. I'm such a non-compliant. Why? Um, <laughs> coach Moore would get me all the time. He was both um, basketball coach and our administrator who was in charge of that. And I'd walk in his office. He'd be like, "Why can you not just be compliant?" And I'm like. <laughs> coach because he was like I don't want to hear it just file like I can't deal with you again cat I can't and um I you know so when I get coded it was always for the same thing I would be wearing a wife beater with an a, um, a sports bra <laughs> basketball or like soccer type shorts um because that's my dress out you know I mean my, my workout you know yeah, there you go socks and yeah. slides everything I was wearing pretty much was non-compliant except for the socks um I was distracting no one with my very boyish body. I looked like a dude. I had no boobs. I had no, I mean, I was a soccer player and a swimmer. So I was built like a damn truck. Nobody was distracted by my feminine wiles. Right. It was stupid. It was ridiculous. I didn't want to ruin my clothes because I'd go from one sports practice to another. And my clothes would get ruined. And I was a swimmer so and the chlorine is so bad. I mean, literally everything would lose its color within a week of using it. So I didn't want to wear my nice clothes. Yeah. And I mean, really? Like if you, I mean, I'll, I'll, bring, I'll, I'll find a picture. I'll dig one up. And you can tell me if you, how distracted you felt like, right. you know, I was, you know, making boys. I wasn't, by the way, nobody liked me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Don't be an insult. If, if I was, I mean, but if I was being, if I was being so distracting, I'd have had a damn boyfriend every week, right? There you go. Um, so before we get any further, I think it's important to ask you, Aunt Terry. Why are dress codes? Like, why are they necessary and, and why is it an important thing to have at school? I don't know how important it is. It's, we have, at the school where I was, we have one. Some schools do, some schools don't. Um, the main thing, and we're pretty, now where we were like even five years ago, it's a, it's a lot more loosey-goosey. Uh, we used to not allow kids to dye their hair, no, no. Uh, no studs, anything like that. But now, you know, that's pretty much anything goes other than if uh, you, you're showing cleavage. 
And that could be front or back. (laughs) Right, front and back. You know, it's funny though. So 25 years ago, you know, I'm in high school, we're swimming. We couldn't wear any logos. It was a sports thing because it could be, you know, it could be construed as like sponsorship. Oh, did the school have a sponsor though? We had, no, we had no, we could not show any kind of logo. So if our swimsuits had like Speedo or Nike, they we had to either peel them off or color over them. If we had any visible tattoos or piercings, they had to be covered. That was, we used to have, that was years ago that did that. And we'll, we, I'm going to get into sports stuff later. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that because we talk about it in, um, in reference to the documentary we watched. So, um, but basically, like, kind of what you're saying is the the first priority, the, the reason public education exists is for kids to learn. And while self-expression is important everything, it's, it's not the primary well, reason. Yeah. And I think I said in the first recording of yeah. this episode <laughs> that uh, teachers live and die by the, the test score. And the right. main thing in school now is kids got to learn. Yeah. And you got to have the best possible environment for that. And if and if a girl or boy walks in with something that all eyes go there and stay there, then that's a problem. Yeah. And you got to address it and fix it and, you know, and you've only got at a junior high because they're you you're switching classes every 50 minutes or so. And you've and that teacher in English only has 50 minutes to get what they need to get across. Right. And if you got somebody over there um, you know, um they're exposed in some way that's a that's an issue yeah well my sister-in-law who's who's an educator for over 10 years said she was talking about it being kind of more of a learn how to comply with your environment and the rules and because you know you're going to go on and have a a job of some sort it doesn't matter the job there's still going to be a set of rules in which you have to generally abide by no matter where you go and it's not necessarily for oppression or for any of those reasons but it is more of a hey when you get up in the morning you have to be purposeful in what you wear yeah and so and i thought that was actually if especially if it was if it was said that way and it was also less subjective um I think that that could make sense, and I wouldn't be so like I wouldn't get so chippy over it. Well, and so here's here's what we don't want to do, and so just like the way you and I don't say we we hate all men or we love all men right. or we all, all women are the best or all women like we don't do that because the whole point of feminism is that we're all just people, and the same is true for teachers. There are wonderful, amazing teachers. Like we, I kind of have to assume that nobody gets into teaching to be mean to kids. Yeah. It's not a lot of money. Not Not enough money in that for mean people. (laughs) Um, And so I think that we also have to remember when we're talking about this that most teachers aren't out there just to be catching rule breakers. Um, (laughs) And they also, while they're in there, not only are they so bound to these test scores, they're also social workers. And sometimes they have to step in and fill the role of parents for kids that... Oh, more than you know. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. Um, And I will say so... Uh, like I said, my family's got a ton of educators. Um, I've got another aunt who's a teacher, and uh, one of my cousins has followed in her mom and our aunt's footsteps. And so I also texted her about this, and I thought what she said was really beautiful. Um, Aubrey, I think, is the perfect teacher. I mean, I mean I've a never been a teacher. I've never, I've never been in her classroom, but she has. Like, Aubrey has like such a good heart, um, and I like everybody should get to have a teacher. Like mm-hmm. her, I think. Um, but what she said to me was, so she feels conflicted about dress codes, but it's also not even remotely her top priority. You know, she wants kids to be in the classroom and learning. And so, you know, if a kid comes in and is wearing something 
that doesn't abide by the dress code, but like it's not a kid that it's a kid that's absent a lot or a kid that she knows that it is issues. Like, yeah, she's not gonna. She just wants them to be there and learn. Mm-hmm. But you know, if it's causing a problem and keeping other kids from learning, you know, at some point you have to deal with that. But it's it's, it's secondary. It's, I love yeah, that. It's, it's not her. It's not even remotely her top priority. And I think, you know, if all teachers were like that. I think, think a majority are. I really, I really do, especially these days in in uh, uh, K through eight, especially right. because uh, they te- they get tested the most. Three through eight actually get tested more than anybody, more than high school, more in the uh, early grades. They're, it's constantly testing, and that's they need to get their subject matter across, and they don't want to die on the hill of, of of okay, you need to go to the office, we need to suspend you because, and then you lose learning time. Yeah. Right. Which is our primary, yeah. just like we said, um, you know, self-expression and all that is secondary. Yes. So yeah. their education should be first yes. and like. Well, and it's probably actually, so while, while there are all kinds of shamey things that, that ways kids get punished, but, um, and that's not good. There is something good for being like, Hey, you violated a rule. That's not what we do here at like. These are all also learning experiences, but that's, right? That's how I feel about it. Like, I think it should really be a learning experience. I think if a kid wears something inappropriate, um, we could have a conversation with them and, and why it might be inappropriate or what it could portray, like what the um, the feelings that it could incite, right? And then also deal with the kid who's reacting to the outfit and say, hey, maybe like instead of treating that person like an object, you shouldn't do that. Like maybe you shouldn't stare at whatever part is exposed. Right. And and remember that that's a human being who made a choice in their outfit that day. I mean, it's just, I think all of it should be kind of more of a learning experience than an experience in shame and um, all of this, this really weird, which I think is a super puritanical and old school conservative kind of way of being. Yeah. It's all very, very religious-y feeling to me and and conservative it's just not for me well let's let's talk about the our, our adorable little <laughs> reason we're doing this episode so it, it's something that i I, th- I didn't i hadn't thought about in a long time because really and and it's funny then i had remembered a time it had come up in work again but my one of my goddaughters is um 11 she's lovely she went to her a junior high her junior high orientation it's in a school a new school district and it was a new it was going to be a new school anyway she's just now in in junior high or middle school whatever it's called and so so she goes and she's wearing the most beautifully pure outfit i have ever seen i think she's she looks like a very lovely young woman on the scale of bikini to amish it is closer to amish than bikini like by one step from amish, oh my gosh honestly mm-hmm. and yeah. she got told <laughs> yes, her arms yes. were inappropriate it was distracting and it really pissed me off we were sexualizing an 11 year old's arms and you said she got coded it, it was because it was only orientation she did she got told that will not be allowed in school when school begins. That's great. You will have to put a sweater over top of it or a shirt underneath it. Huh. A long sleeve, you know, like a Because sleeved. her arms were showing. Yes. And so the the fact that we sexualize things that I don't belong I don't believe should be sexualized, but on 11-year-old's arms, I mean it makes me want to kill the person who decided that was something sexual. And was like, that was that a school rule? Yeah, apparently. And this isn't even, I mean, I've heard a lot of like a common rule now is like the three finger. Yes, yeah. that we had that, the three right. finger. This is like there. an it's, entire this hand. Is, <laughs> this is a collared dress. Well, you showed a picture. I mean, I mean it's yeah. not, I would have It's never. a collared sleeve. So then two days later, I got told at work, 
what I was wearing, which was the equivalent of what she was wearing. Mine might have, mine was a lot more homely, believe it or not. Um, I didn't even, <laughs> like, my shirt wasn't tucked in, so I had, like, no waist that could be seen or anything. And but it, it was, had a collar, right? It was collared also, yeah. buttoned down, buttoned to the top. Um, and I got told that my arms out were somehow inappropriate and that the girl who told me, because her arms were covered, she was much more appropriate, even though I looked actually more business-like. I mean, she looked like a gypsy um, ready to go to temple, um, <laughs> an Orthodox temple. Um, and so then I remembered that a couple years before, she had told, she said, it must be cultural. And then... <laughs> she sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> she grew up in the Bible Belt, and I didn't. And then she told me one time that it seemed like my dress, that it was a lot more Latinish, like Latins. Only, um, only la- la- had Latinas wear, wear like, the, could, uh, would wear something. Shirt. Yeah, that was a little bit more, you know, yeah. buxom. Or we're all whatever. Latina today up in here, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all, almost, well, not Mitch, but the rest of us are very distracting with our arms loose. Um, I so I wish y'all would have worn slaves because I'm super distracted right oh, now. I'm, I'm sorry. Thank God mm. Mitch is wearing a t shirt covering up most of his tattoos. I know. So I, I mean, be able I couldn't even. Right now. Well, and I mean, then he talked about armpit hair. And actually, <laughs> funny enough, I actually like armpit hair. <laughs> We'll talk about that That's later. That's odd. Yeah. I, I forgot to say that last Random. time, so now I'm glad. I do, <laughs> I do like armpit hair. It might, sh- because like it means you've hit puberty. Are you going to show me your armpit hair? <laughs> what are you doing Mitch right do- now? Oh, yes. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I remember we did this. So Mitch right now, let me take a description. Get your headphone cord He's out of there. What are you doing? his shirt and doing one of the bikini tops. So you remember, okay, imagine this, everybody who's older than 30. This is inappropriate. It's a belly front, shirt. Yeah, when you took the front of your T-shirt and then you tucked it in through the collar and pulled it down and made like this bikini thing. Um, we're going to put a picture up. Rinse, take yes, a picture friends, now. Yes, you won't have to imagine it at all. This is <laughs> my favorite thing ever. Um, I'm all about it. <laughs> I got some hair. I saw hair. I'm all of, I love it. Yes, okay. yes, lucky us. See, I'm getting, I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting hot over here because there's like, there's boyness hanging out. I've seen a boy's parts. And I didn't even see anything fun. Jeez. I was good until you said hanging out. <laughs> Stop being a compliment. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Nothing else is hanging out. <laughs> and on that, now Mitch anyway. is, uh, Rin's like, oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> Aunt Terry's like, I'm hanging out. And Mitch is Aunt gone. Aunt Terry's fine. Yeah. Aunt Terry's super awesome about stuff. Yeah. So, That's why she's every yeah. day. <laughs> It well, like like she said, she was a guidance counselor for most of her her working life, and so she's like seen all. She's like that Class was first grade. Yeah, you've for seen the first it, five. yeah, and you've seen it from like every. I feel like the whole spectrum. Oh yeah, in the K- class K- to K- what happens mm. to when they get right, sent out. This situation isn't going to trouble you. Because oh gosh, no. This is this is nothing. She did, oh my god, here we junior go. High. Oh great, are we? Are we something better? Oh looky. Yes, I was, hoping it, I was hoping it would be your Golden oh, Girls like tee. We need a picture. I, I wore my Golden Girls tank top for the last three days, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it I, like, I literally took it off right before you guys got here, so I could wash it. But uh, no, I just ruined my shirt doing that, <laughs> uh, and I did really want to put a tank top on because it's it's warm. It's a little warm in here. But, well, now we're all please, warm yes. from all your displays. Please, I'm sorry your... to distract. Get back to the episode if we can. All right. Um, <laughs> so we do want to talk about how um, it seems like girls are more the target of these dress code rules. Um, I think girls and marginalized yeah. fam- people. So we we will share this documentary that I found, but it was actually a girl in high school made it as a high school project. Um, but it's called Shame, a documentary on school dress codes. And um, 
I would like to like mention a few of the different scenarios mm-hmm. that I found troubling. Um, there was one uh, issue. There was a girl who her boyfriend had some basketball shorts. He wore them to school. He didn't get in trouble. He gave these same shorts to her. She wore them. She got in trouble. Um, that is just on its face. Because they were issue. boy shorts? I don't. It shouldn't don't matter. Know. Well, I'm, right? that's what I was like, saying. Right. Uh, right. It's just, it's the. You'd think they'd actually the cover yeah. her more. Yeah. It's, probably. It's, it's what's covered, what's but, not. Who cares what you're covering it with? Right. Um, so this is the. So when we're talking about subjectivity being a tra- problem and not everybody is an Aubrey or an Aunt Terry or a Tiffany. Um, there was a teacher who I guess got ticked off by this one girl. And remember, this is her, this is her telling of it. So we don't, you know, but we, I don't want to doubt her. No, I think uh. these kids all <laughs> seemed like they were being pretty gentle. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, they were being very upfront. And- so she was on a sports team at the school and there was a uniform piece that was a V-neck shirt. And once again, this was a, a, a uniform, uniform piece of the school. Yeah. And so she wore it. I guess he could see clavicle, which I didn't even realize clavicle was an issue. Um, But he could see clavicle, so he sent her to the principal's office, and she spent the rest of the day in detention or ISS or whatever their equivalent is. So that kind of brings me into – before we keep going with shame, um, this is a thing. So cheerleader uniforms, majorettes, basketball players, soccer players, swimmers. None of us comply with actual dress code Mm -hmm. when we're wearing our uniforms. None of us. That's fascinating. And and funny enough, before pep rallies, the cheerleaders used to get walk around with their very their short uniforms. skirts, mm-hmm. midriffs out, and sleeves and sleeveless and V neck. So it's just funny how a lot of these things in sports culture somehow are acceptable when these things in normal. Well, it, it it's either okay or it's not. And I don't know how we make all these exceptions. And this is where it just becomes completely subjective. And athletes get like some kind of special privilege. Listen, I was one, so I can say it, okay? But it's bullshit. Why? Like we should not, a cheerleader shouldn't be able to walk around the exact same thing that a girl's going to get coded for. You're right. I don't care if it's a pep rally. I don't care if it's a game day. And then that shouldn't be the uniform she's allowed to pop around in in front of a stadium full of people. If it's distracting, it's distracting. If it's not in code, it's not in code. There's way too many little caveats and it's not okay. So back to shame. Sorry. It's just my side. That's just my side, my side note. There, that's also like, so a far cry away from, um, there was a girl in the video talking about her, She and she was wearing in the video the shirt she was referencing. It was like a baseball type shirt. It wasn't, she wasn't on the baseball team or anything as far as I know, but it was like a, an American Eagle or some, some sort of brand like that. Baseball type shirt. And it dipped Dipped down low enough that you could but see But it was still clavicle. a crate. Right, it was a crew neck with long sleeves, you know, the sleeves that are colored. And it was a long, like, three-quarter length sleeve. So nothing was exposed. Her clavicle. No, it was inches. Uh, her clavicle. Inches, mm-hmm. It was inches north of any, like, breast issue. And it was, like, like centimeter. It was literally grazing her clavicle. Yeah. That's, like, you had to make a purpose of seeing her clavicle. <laughs> and, um, and one teacher singled her out? Is that what happened? She sent her to the office. Yeah, she, she got, got coded for it. Huh. And, and the whole time they kept saying they were going to get caught. Yeah. Like, it was like, it's such a clandestine situation. Yeah, and well, there's this whole element of, like, sometimes something gets noticed and sometimes it doesn't. Right. And the subjectivity of that right. is depends. Well, that's true, because I, I have seen that in the, at school where, like, in first period... You might have the same thing on that you get caught for wearing fourth period just because they're 
You, you don't ask kids to stand up. Everybody stand up. Let me check yeah. what you got on. We don't do that. You yeah. just start teaching, and then depending on the teacher, with and that's something that we have ha- had issues with. Well, I say we. I'm not really at the school like that anymore. But we would have with consistency of everybody. Uh, the same thing same applies to everybody, and that that's you're right. Right, that's and her teacher, get, and like yeah. you don't get. We don't make this. Ret- different determinations it's either the rule or it's not and you and i I don't get to interpret them differently yeah Um, and then the last big issue that i noticed in this video was different body types and i you know i actually posted something about this on facebook and had um a friend from high school was talking about how you know she was larger chested than her sister and got called out way more even for wearing the same kind of shirt and you know you and i were talking about how you and i could have the same shirt different size, like buy it in our own size, go to Target, get the same shirt, and like... It's going to look different. Right. And it could, somebody could deem it more or less appropriate. Yeah, but that's discriminatory, I think, when well, you yeah. do that. That's right. And what happens is, you know, you've got some, you know, African-American women or Hispanic women who may um, develop earlier or more voluptuously. Mm-hmm. That's not their fault. Right. I mean, they're just... Or, I mean, it's, it's not even... But it happens a lot to marginalized. It happens to people of color it happens, in, and you've got, apparently, cultural situations that people deem less appropriate. And, like, so in Miami, you know, we we grew up and boobs aren't a thing. Like, right. everybody has boobs and they're all out and nobody cares. And, like, my friend saw my wedding pictures. She's from Ohio, and she was like, I've never seen so many boobs in all my life. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, were there a lot of boobs at my wedding? She's like, yeah. And it didn't even occur to me. And so, like, culturally, yeah, we we just don't. Boobs aren't distracting. We've all got them. Whatever. Well, like, and right? For me, like, it is the exception, not the rule, if I have a shirt that you see zero cleavage. Right. right? You have big Unless boobs. I'm wearing a high neck situation, You've got that's just my reality. Well, but right. So I could be wearing... Well, it's not down to your belly button. I mean, no. It's not, yeah, never. It's, I it's could be wearing... But we I, could don't be, know if, I don't know in a... Like a physics sense, how that would work. <laughs> we could, there'd be a lot of showing. So my response to when I, when I was told my arms were inappropriate, so would you rather me wearing a skin tight turtleneck? Right. I, wouldn't right. that, that whole I mean, situation is just Because then you'd see, That's you'd ridiculous. see a lot more on yes. my boobs. Yeah. would be a lot more, they'd be a lot more. I think visible. A, that person has issues for some. Well, I mean, it, it's like I said. Uh, yeah, it's a person drinking life. a whole lot of haterade. Yeah, <laughs> so my arms are but, amazing, and hers aren't. <laughs> I don't know. But she has something to do with HR at your firm, mm-hmm. and so once again, it's subjective, and it's down to a human. She being. reported you to them to HR. Oh no, so. she's an she's an HR attorney. Oh. Oh, isn't that it's fun not, time? The lady who mm-hmm. comments on culture at work. Mm-hmm. So, and Terry, like in your like. In your like day to day before you retired, like how often did you deal with like dress code stuff? Uh, not real often. It just you know they knew what the dress code was before they came to school. Most kids, and um, we deal more with kids not having appropriate clothes because they just didn't have it. Right. right. And and we would address that because either by getting getting it to them somehow or. Uh, kids that didn't have winter coats, didn't have proper shoes, didn't have didn't didn't have the uh, dress coded whatever they needed just because they couldn't afford it or didn't yeah. uh, had nobody at home. It's you know so we would try to make that happen. Well, it sounds like you all didn't have an outlandish dress code. It's also important to say that the school area where you worked, there were some underprivileged. Well, it's very rural, people. a socioeconomic level. Uh, we we had like probably eighty ninety percent free and reduced lunch, if you know what that means. Yeah, and um, yeah, so very rural. Um, not you know. 
and we had talked about we're going to talk about uniforms again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll get into that then. Then, but um, it's yeah. The main thing is just making sure that that kid had clothes, not just appropriate clothes, but just clothes, so that they could not have to worry. That's one more thing they don't have to worry about. They can be warm, so they and can yeah. learn, right? Yeah, and we're exactly. once again forgetting yeah. every time we take a kid out of class because they're wearing something you think is instructional time goes away. They're, yeah, yeah, they're not learning, and it's that's working our against primary the main goal. goal. Yeah. That's exactly. right, and it's exactly. that's crazy. So, so. When there was a violation, was it more like okay, let's let's was put tape over the offending word or give them a shirt or like? Yeah, I we had a thing about you know the ripped up jeans. Yeah, <laughs> so attractive. <laughs> but the girl, they you know you we don't they would get up real high with their rips, and um, so I just had a drawer full of duct tape and I could let them pick what yeah. color do you want today, <laughs> and just kind of tape over the where you know you could so see that, butt cheek or yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. they they were fine with you know okay great, and um, that was may, mainly yeah. that or um, so it's less it was less like punitive and more just problem solving. Yes, which for I, me, yes, which I love. Yes. I mean, and and so yes. I mean. My sister-in-law and I had a long conversation about this last night. I mean, it was like we ended up talking for like an hour. And she, you know, she always tried to like kind of use it as a teaching yeah. jump mm-hmm. off instead and like say, hey, I just want you to be aware of what your outfit could be portraying, blah, blah, blah. And then we both came to the determination there should either be uniforms or no dress code at all. Right. And, I'm, and, yeah. I, and so I'm a damn the man. I hate uniforms. Like Me too. I do not. I am so anti, but... We can't do this whole like wishy-washy, super subjective kind of thing. Right. It's obviously a problem. It's becoming, it's coming up way too often in way too many forums. And so we've got to, we got to figure it out. We either got to, and I think Austin's figured it out, by the way. I'll, I'll say an article later. But um, it just seems like we either need to do it or don't do it. Yeah. Well, I think, so uniforms are interesting. I don't know that it's within me as a human to say that I'm for uniforms, but I was talking to my friend Kelly about it, who is basically like um, human Google, like she knows all the things. And um, she was talking about how in the research that she has read, um, uniforms are really highly correlated to academic achievement and teacher retention and all like these wonderful things. And um, also, of course, one thing you mentioned before, Aunt Terry, Mm -hmm. was that it cuts down on this like who Shaming has what brand from, from other kids because if you if you remember junior high <laughs> right <laughs> was sure. not the best time for especially some kids. for the other kids who couldn't afford yeah. it but then it it does bring me in it does make me worried that that's another financial hardship then for well, parents well it's a, like it's it's a financial it's, hardship either way they're going to have to buy clothes one way or the other and uh, and we don't we've never had uniforms you know right. the, 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 mm-hmm. it's always comes up but we've never gone that way but um I think the way we do now, like I was talking about earlier, we would find a way through scholarship or through some contribution somehow if we did do uniforms to make sure everybody had those. Right. But, and the only way that I would want that would be for the sole reason that it takes away the stigma from the kids who don't have mm-hmm. or get compared or Well, put it does, down. like, it, it, it levels out the playing yes. field, right? Yes. Well, and I, so I, in no way, so someone co- made a comment on my Facebook that made me think about this, but... And, and I am in no way an expert and could be saying something that's very off base. But I also wonder if for kids with special needs, like kids who are autistic, it kind of takes away from like all these other things. to fo- And even just for regular kids, like there's 
all these other things to look at if everybody's wearing band T-shirts and sure. T-shirts with quippy sayings well, on them. Well, but then you do get into sensory things. And if you have a kid with a sensory problem, they can only wear certain things. Right. But if I the mean, uniform works, then... Sure. If, but it, it's but it might not work for certain well, ones. Yeah. I mean, but we, get, we, we do get into situations no matter what. I mean, there's yeah. not a perfect answer because people are not perfect and we're all different and we all have different experiences. And so, um, you know, it's, and it's I a did, lot. So I did bring up the economics issue with my human Google Kelly. And what she said, so her daughter will be going to private school, but um, what she said is at that private school, they have a uniform closet. And so some of the clothes that her daughter will be wearing, in fact, most of them other than like socks and stuff like that, um, have like five other kids' names on the tag because like you just go and get what you need because the clothes are getting handed yeah. down time yeah. and time again, which I think makes all the sense in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be well. Fun. You would be very familiar with that, Aunt Terry, having grown up with six kids. Oh yes, everything just gets handed down, handed down. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I've worn many of your mother's things, and we, we we would share clothes, and well, till we would get into fights, and she would rip them off me. Right. Yes, there was there was that. <laughs> what? Dalton women getting feisty? Well, we weren't exactly <laughs> women. We were probably twelve. Junior uh, high. Oh uh, yeah. See, yeah. There we go. Clothes are an issue, yes. guys. Yes. <laughs> but you probably actually ended up doing more of the handing down than the getting hand-me-downs, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, because I was, let's see, I was the third in third in line of six, and there were two girls younger than I was. But I think by the time Kim got there, those clothes were probably bad. out of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> out of fashion or threadbare, which yeah. <laughs> no longer usable. Oh, no. So Aunt Karen was really in the sweet spot. Yeah, she was in the sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She probably wouldn't yeah. love that term. Um, <laughs> but so I do want to talk about, um, so kind of as we're talking about, like these girls in this documentary are talking about how like it's kind of this shameful thing to be like called out in class. And it sounds like this is not what you all did at your school, Aunt Terry, but these girls are getting like sent to the office and called out and like um, it's obvious what they're getting called out for. In the middle of class like that? Mm-hmm. I would never do that. Right. And so... And like, so would would you say you probably dealt with more females when it came to dress code stuff than than boys? Probably, yeah. The thing with the the, the boys would be, and I've said this before, Mitch, <laughs> <laughs> where the arm cutouts that go way below where where you're seeing right, like your the chest and all that. And I will, to be fair, you said at your goddaughter with the your goddaughter situation, they made it clear to her that that was a rule for boys too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's just a way to though to make. You can't say it's really it's like because Title of nine, girls. You know? That's right. But really, this is when you look at a dress code. It really is mostly aimed at girls. It well, is. Girls have more choice. Well, they, you know, fashion's more important to the girls, and and they're into it more, and they, they're you know, big part of their day. And or, we're and we are the we are we have been deemed the more sexual, and we are the distracting sex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just. But, That's what's so, happened. So, but what you're saying is we're the distracting sex. Isn't it actually that boys are, and I don't know that this is true, but I think the perception is that boys are the distractible sex. Right. We're, and I think we're not doing anything. We're no, just they, over here breathing. Well, living I think your it's, life. <laughs> well, I think that's undermining to men. Yeah. I th- or, and even young men. I also think that you're assuming that all men think my midriff is sexy. Yeah. First of all, some of those boys don't like girls. And you know what? Absolutely. Don't worry about what the hell I'm wearing. They're not worried about it. <laughs> don't, you know, and also, you know, sometimes when your hormones are wild, it doesn't really matter. 
Right. You could be wearing a full potato sack. You could wear a damn sheet over your whole body. And if I know it's you under there, I am turned on that's because true. I am out of control. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. I remember liking boys unreasonably, okay? And mm-hmm. it didn't matter. What they they weren't wearing anything particularly sexy. I was going crazy yeah. because my hormones were out of control. Right. It didn't matter. That could rev it up, though. Yeah. This was I not mean, my experience in high school, by the way. Oh, I... Mm. I was reading, like, adorable books and being I was, precious, and then but, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was. Yeah, she I, was such a good girl. I was... I loved all it the boys. The so boys good. didn't love me, and it was just fine. And look, I didn't become an incel. We were... Yeah. We were very different high schoolers, I think. I was, oh, like... I'm sure we were. Sneaking, I was, like, telling on myself. Oh, she would. And, she'd be in... Tr- she'd do something bad, and then she'd go, I've got to tell you. <laughs> we were, like, sneaking out of the oh. house. We went to a foam party club. Oh, we went to God. a foam party. We went to a club oh, on South thing, Beach. And it oh, was I know a, what it is. And it was a foam party. <laughs> oh, oh, she knows. <laughs> when my best friend got her car at 16, we snuck out of my house. Yeah. And then we couldn't speak to my other best friend because her stupid hamster died and oh. we got in trouble. Aww. It was no, oh. <laughs> Rope because a stupid hamster. Aww. And then, but we were, we snuck out and we were on South Beach at 16 years old. In a foam party. That's a crazy place to be. <laughs> so, yes, we had very different life experiences yes. yeah. in high school. Um, so we have heard about people having more what they call feminist dress codes. Um, I So I actually have a pal who, her name's Pua, um, and she's a, a youth group director at a church, but she, so when we're talking about this stuff being puritanical, she works at a church, and what she says is, I don't want to see private parts. I don't want to see stomachs. I don't want to see butt cheeks on anybody. And I feel like that is, and that's kind of what I've seen reflected in these newer dress codes. Like it's, it's just be appropriate and let's yeah. move on. So <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. So then this Austin, so the Austin school district, Austin, Texas, which is a liberal city. And so I do see a collation between conservative and not just politically conservative. Uh I mean, like truly conservative, religious, older, all these things um, and more liberal, younger. Uh, I do see a difference. This is an article I found on Yahoo and I'll put it on the website. Um, It says AISD rejects the idea that certain students' bodies are distracting and therefore must be monitored and covered. In our prior address code, this is particularly problematic for girls and students who identify as girls. The district explained, we believe that su- such thinking legitimizes inappropriate and or welcome unwelcome behavior and by extension normalizes sexual object- objectif- objectification <laughs> and assault. We believe that students have the right to respect and the right to an autonomy over their bodies, regardless of their physical appearance or clothing. Um, the article then also talks about the staff being pro- prohibited from shaming the students over their attire. And so what's happened, and they say in this article too and talk about it, these kids are actually making the right decisions when yeah. they're actually treated like human beings with respect. They're respecting themselves. They're respecting their bodies. They're respecting the process. Kids overreact and, and when they are told not to. I am definitely that way because I'm a contrarian, because I'm like a damn the man nonconformist. The second you tell me I can't do something, I do exactly what you tell me I can't do. Yeah. I think a lot of teenagers do that. And when you say, you know what, do whatever, we're going to make the right decision. I mean, most kids are going to make the right decision. Nobody really wants to be walking around that self-conscious all day. We don't. I mean, even the most beautiful girl doesn't really want to be ogled all day. And right. she'll cover her boobs and she'll do those things because it's not, it's actually not as comfortable. But the second you've said something, we're going to overreact in the other direction. 
So then San Antonio, of course, has this whole, it's, it's a more conservative and older town in, in Texas. And they actually um, will, they vandalize children's outfits. And so like Aunt Terry, you were talking about putting tape over mm-hmm. top, but some of that, they've taken Sharpies and, and they've actually ruined clothes. Oh, oh don't you no. don't you sharpie on my kids' clothes? I think Absolutely we would not. get in real trouble for doing that. As I can't you should. imagine don't that that would no. anything that no. you know. Well, especially theme, if you're vandalism. In like, if you're in an underprivileged area, yeah. like parents don't have a lot of money. To spend I couldn't on clothes. imagine riding on a student's pants with sharpie yep. and expecting mm-hmm. that to be okay. Yep. Wow. But they're ba- so they're basically saying anything that you do to their clothes. I mean, and so that's become a big problem. And like a bunch of parents have st- sued like San Antonio and everything um, over this. Wow. The so that's system. a real prevalent thing to do is take sharpies and run sharpies, on kids? even putting the duct tape and everything. They've said, well, duct nope, tape you can take don't, off. You know, they're like, but yeah. don't don't touch my kids' clothes. Like, yeah. don't you don't have a right to like vandalize their outfits, basically. Huh. And so it's it's kind of interesting, but. It's it's the overreaction to an overreaction to me. It's yeah. all like this yeah. spiraling overreaction. Huh. Hmm. And it's all taken away from the learning. Education, which yes. is the primary purpose. Well, we haven't even touched on this, but like, well, you were talking about how your bigger concern is like kids being comfortable. That, that mm-hmm. was actually the, more, the bigger problem. Mm-hmm. So the same friend who was telling me about the um, her dress code for her youth group, there's a school nearby that... They actually have uniforms, and the skirts after the kids had them de- were deemed too short. So now the girls have to wear leggings when they wear skirts, and that's even in ninety-five degree weather. So they're walking around. Ugh. So you know, sometimes you're too cold. How do you? How do you? How are you best learning when you're so uncomfortable? Sweaty? That's, yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's Ruby's in school right now. It's ninety-five degrees, and over that very modest dress, she has to now put a sweater. Or you can't. That's ridiculous. Right, or you can't find because uh, I God knows the shorts are a deal. And so, like, you can't find shorts that are long enough, so now you can only wear pants. And so now right. you're wa- kids that have to walk home from school in like, you know, August are like having to, you know. Well, I mean, that's our little unpleasant. niece Charlotte. Oh, sweet if, Charlotte. Do, do you know about what she, they've got a dress code that she wears? And she's six, uh, just turned seven, going into first grade, and um, she has to wear. Uh, if she wears a dress, they have to wear those little spandex things underneath them, mm-hmm. those little shorty shorts, mm-hmm. bike shorts, or whatever. Yeah. So I was, I heard that. Her mom told me that, and I went, "You're, you're kidding!" I was shocked at that. I don't think that we do that. I'm not working with the little kids anymore, but I don't think that's something that we do in, right. in, in our system. But I, I was just, wow. So Kelly mentioned that is a dress code also where, where I think where um, Ellie will be going to school. But she said what it is, is they have like mulch on the playground. And so if kids are sitting around, it's a prote- protective yes. thing. Uh, well, okay. Mm. Now, okay. I don't know if that's if it's that way everywhere, but I saw another little girl doing that recently. And I was like, it sounds huh. like something very clever. Somebody... Donnie makes our nieces wear uh, shorts under their skirts, um, and he and he and actually we do now as a matter of. I mean, I used to go to school and wear a skirt and hang upside down on the monkey bars. Yeah, and yeah. I can promise yeah. you, it's not because of it's not for anything other than to cover just to them. do that. But but it's not it's not because there's mulch on the playground. Right. It, it was somebody very clever coming up with an excuse to make them to instead of saying, "Oh, we're going to sexualize a six year old." Here, we're going to have you wear shorts to make sure you're protected from the mulch, not from the pervs. Well, I would give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe. Yeah. But, but I know a lot of the playground <laughs> materials now, they're Katrina mulch doesn't that, love that. That cut up one. rubber stuff. Well, I don't know what you call that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that could be bad. Yeah, it's the recycled plastic. Yeah, I guess that's what it's it is. It's to make sure that they're not weirding any pervs out. Oh. 
Well, Katrina mm. knows, so mm-hmm. she's. Oh, I'm know. certain. Of it. <laughs> all of these are these are all these are all made up, super conservative religious type things because well, you're uncomfortable with my body. So I, I'm not. I so, think whether you know. or not it's true in that specific situation, it is certainly true overall. And um, there was a case. Now I will say this is probably the far end of the spectrum of this, but there was a girl, and this was a homeschool group, so it was not a public school. But there was a prom, and this girl, like, there are pictures. Um, her name was Claire. I believe this happened in Virginia. Um, and she, I mean, in the pictures you can see, like, maybe she's slightly bending her elbows, but it definitely, her dress was fingertip length. And that was what the dress code said was appropriate for prom. Yeah. So she goes to prom, and the fathers who were chaperones at this dance uh, decided that her dress was going to give boys impure thoughts, so she was sent home. That disgusts why does, me. Why, yes. are, why is a thought that a boy might have to control any more important than that girl getting to experience right. her problems? That's why is, his issue. Right. Why, yeah. you know, and it, it comes back to what, yeah, what I always say, I'm responsible for my actions, such a reaction to them. Why yeah. are we not telling our boys to control themselves? Exactly. And exactly. Then, With okay, this whole thing on treating women. Yeah. Why raise those boys better? Okay, yeah, perv dads. Yes. Are you kidding me right now? Yes. Disgusting. Teach them so, how to be gentlemen. Do we, do we have anything else to say before we make Mitch explain why men are perverts? I don't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Please, Mitch, explain. I mean, <laughs> Welcome to Mitch's Manly Insights. <laughs> so the distraction thing is bullshit. The, the whole concept of, well, it's distracting for other people. It's a cop-out, and you're exactly right. It's because... These people are uncomfortable themselves. Mm-hmm. I've had this happen in my adult life, and I have told them, you're full of shit. Step off. Just because you're uncomfortable with it doesn't mean anybody else is. And that's exactly what it is. Also, for the dads at this prom to go, that's going to give the boys impure thoughts, that's, are exactly because they're standing there with yes, impure thoughts going, right. oh, man, I wonder how long till she's 18. That's exactly or, or they it. don't even care if she's yep, 18. Exactly. Yeah. No, and that's what's happening. Because boys are going to see boobs regardless of how they do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if they you show up mothers. at school, yes, and, <laughs> it, and if you show up at school, and I'm going to drop my pencil and I'm going to try to look down your shirt. That's the kind of kid I was. That's what we did. Like, we're going to look for those boobs, but when the teacher is teaching, then there's not a whole lot of opportunity right. for us to be distracted because we're sitting in desks and we're isolated. Like, I might be able to look over, but I've also got a notebook and a pencil I'm already distracted. If I'm not interested in the lesson, it's not going to matter whether this girl next to me is butt naked or I'm just bored. I'm going to draw in my notebook or look at her boobs. I'm going to be distracted. There is always a way to be distracted in a school setting. Right. I can I can vouch that Mitch, Mitch does get distracted. Yeah, I'm sitting here doing a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> while like, you guys are doing this. But at the same time, you notice I did pay attention. Absolutely. Yes. So oh yes. That's well, and that just proves that you can be distracted while still paying attention. It's in. It, it's what makes you dangerous. If we're being honest, yes. it makes you dangerous. Right. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, so I, I think that's a cop out. You know, uh, and one of the as far as dress codes go, I I think uniforms are the only way, and and it's not. The sad part is it's not the fault of the kids. It's the adults that have made this a subjective thing. Yeah. And that's where the problem lies is because they have the authority. And, and you're right. Teachers don't get into this initially to be. Why? But 
then over time they become grumpy Why? assholes. And they have yeah. they find out ways where they're just like, oh, you're going to talk to me like that? You'll Why? Well, you just <laughs> wait till tomorrow. <laughs> you go to the office because yes. your shorts are just too short or some bull Why? like that. Oh, man, I'm going to have to edit all this out myself. But anyways, <laughs> no, it's, it's like uh, Katrina. I, I'm really upset by this, and I've had this happen to me, and I've seen the contradiction, not in a feminist way or anything like that, but like me personally as – um, the first time I ever noticed the dress code, like I grew up in church and I wore my Jesus shirts to school every day. Like I had a different colored Jesus shirt to correspond color wise with my WWJD bracelet Aww. that I chose to wear that day. And the minute a kid shows up with a zero skateboard shirt on that has a pentagram, he's sent home. Right. He's sent home for having the, an the atheistic, equivalent. an atheistic symbol that's on his shirt, right. yeah. It's it's if nothing else, it's it's less than equivalent because it doesn't right represent any deity necessarily. It's just a brand right. thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happens to be, uh, you know, wrong belief system, dude. Yeah. And, and it, I was I was sitting there going, well, I don't agree with that shirt, but I also don't like that's kind of should have gotten. A but he might not David. agree with the shirt that you had on. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Exactly, and that's yeah. the point. Like, why was I allowed to wear my Jesus shirts every day? And but this kid in trouble for that. Can't yeah. wear his skateboard shirt. Um, I wonder if you had a Star of David or Shalom, if they would have had what reaction they would have had. Not. Well, yeah, I well, think so. I that occurred to me. I think that that would go down a little easier than anything um, reflective of the Islam faith. I think that's when. But, yeah. but I mean, there's no difference. No, but <laughs> but you know, you also grew up in like a somewhat rurally yeah. kind of place, right, Mitchie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and here's rural East Tennessee. Here's where I come with my argument for distractions are a cop out. Uh, I was working at a mental institute, and I've got tattoos, almost full sleeve tattoos, um, up and down my arms. In case you didn't know what sleeves were. Uh, but <laughs> they're what I'm supposed to wear to work because my arms are inappropriate. Right. Oh, sorry. So <laughs> I had, I got a tattoo and there's a guy, if you see it right there, it's a guy in a straight jacket and there's a little lock on it. And I had the, the initials of the mental institute I worked in tattooed there. And so I worked for a couple of weeks. The patients love it. Oh yeah. Like, and the patients love me because I'm that guy that looks different than anybody else that they have to work with. I look more like them. Mm-hmm. I, they feel like they can approach me easier because I have tattoos. I have weird hair. I have earrings, you know, like I look like a guy that gets it, you know, mm-hmm. like a non-pretentious dude. Mm-hmm. So I get called up to the office and the, the head nurses over all of the nursing departments are like, we need you to cover that up. I'm like, why? Well, I haven't covered up any of my other tattoos. Well, we just feel it's a little bit distracting for the patients to work their treatment. And I said, first off, you don't give the patients treatment. This isn't a rehab facility. This is a state-run mental institute. So no, you're not. it's not distracting them from their treatment. Secondly, just because you have a problem with it doesn't mean they do. Because I talk with them on a regular basis while you're sitting up here in your ivory tower making rules for the rest mm-hmm. of us. So, no, I'm not going to cover it up, and you can fire me over it, but then you're going to have a lawsuit on your hands, so you guys get to make that choice. I'm going back to work now. Uh, a couple of years later, I got a mohawk. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and it wasn't like a tall, like done-up mohawk. It was a very subtle mohawk. Like if I had shaved my head, let it grow for a month, and then cut the mohawk in. Yeah. 
Again, they tell me that we need you to do something about that. It's distracting and preventing the patients from working their treatment. At which time I said, again, just because you're uncomfortable with it doesn't mean the world is uncomfortable with it. I'm sorry that your church taught you how to judge people instead of talking (laughs) with them, but that's not how I do business. So again, I'm going to keep this until I get ready to shave it. I'm going to go back to work now. We have a similar reaction to those type of things. But it's it's... It, it no comes surprise. from these people. It's n- they, Well, people have been complaining. Who? Name them. It's also probably, them. It probably wasn't in the employee handbook. No, it absolutely wasn't. And, and they did it again, and I, I, I really almost like quit and filed a lawsuit at this point when I had I got multiple piercings in my ears. I had industrials put in. I don't know if you guys know what industrials are, but it's like a bar that goes to the top of the cartilage and it comes out down at the bottom oh. of the cartilage. And since I worked in a mental institute, I put little rings in there so that nobody could just grab a hold of the bar and pull it out. But they told me that men were only allowed to have one earring in each ear. Nope. Oh, no. This came from a woman with seven in each ear. Right. Oh. And I just looked at her and I said, "No." look in the mirror. I'm going back to work. Yeah, That's not very feminist. Don't just call me to down say. to the office for this again. <laughs> no, it, it, but it was it's that concept, and I knew that these people were doing it because they were uncomfortable. Right. You could see that they were the ones that had a problem with it because at no other point in my day did I have any kind of awkward interaction with a patient or another yeah. staff member. It was always with these people who looked at me uncomfortably the first time they saw these situations and then proceeded to dwell on it and follow it. So I do think that distraction is a cop-out, and I do think that uniforms are the only way to solve that uh, problem of just giving uh, teachers too much power and control almost in allowing the And I, I think giving them the subjective power to do that. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't think teachers want it, though. I really yeah. don't think... No, we, I don't think so yeah. either, and I don't think they abuse it until yeah. it comes to that that one teacher who yes. has, is very spiteful yes. and and well and it's not fair to ask any human ever to be a hundred percent like no there is no a hundred percent objective human out there Correct. there just isn't no. that's not a thing that exists right. and the thing so. com- and the kids will question you like if you caught one person one day and one person that well, why did you say that to them and not to me and that and they're right and that's a problem right. mm-hmm. but you once just again, didn't happen to see it and once they're again, right once again unfortunately teachers happen to be human beings actually fortunately like we need to like let's pay our teachers more and not rely on like Teachers mm-hmm. are you know, great. I Teachers think, are amazing. I, I agree. And I think the, the the one thing that we need to take away from this, uh, above anything else, is that the Second Amendment right gives you the right to wear tank tops and bear your arms. Which we're all doing today. <laughs> we're all in code violation. I'm really, thanks for laughing at Amanda. <laughs> Somebody had to do that. I was going to ignore it completely. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I think we're all, I mean, and I think... Yeah, we agree, right? It's too subjective, and I mean, it's not going to be perfect. And and more importantly than anything else, like, little boys, little girls, grown up people, we need to teach ourselves and others that you're responsible for how you act, correct. and what's distracting you, correct. and where your attention is. That's correct, and what you're doing. And be respectful yep. of other people. Yep. You know? Yes, gender boys be respectful of girls, vice versa. Be respectful. Yep. I mean, that's it. It's just a matter of, and respect yourself. And that's yes. it. I mean, it's just not, all of these things are just not that terribly hard of a concept, I think. And Why so, are you dancing, Mitchell? Um, Mitchell's dancing. The staple and, singers, respect yourself, just popped into my Aww. head when she said that. 
Which is a really weird song it, if you listen to it lyrically. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to. It's really now. strange. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet it is. Um, so, I guess Aunt Terry, do you want to hit him? Oh, well, I guess we should tell him. Yeah, we should follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at that other f word pod. You can. Find more information out about us at thatotherfword.com. Yep, we'll have all the links and everything of everything we've referenced today. And uh, Aunt hey, Terry. Aunt Terry, you want to hit him? Feminism isn't a bad word. Thanks for recording this twice, Aunt Terry. We love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>